last time on Magic Folk. Wendy's uh, pretty resourceful, so in Katonkastad, the elves, we wield a great flame magic. I'll take you. That's not because you've been very nice to me. Thank you. I just need you to have my back. I will take care of you. I'm really sorry about the charm spell. And inside, you see darkness and a ladder. Fuck Henry! <laughs> we, we could all jump and... Die? What? Vernon, you're afraid of the dark? And a pseudo-dragon flies behind it. Wendy! Owen! You don't want to see the mouth? The eyebrow mouth? But do what now? Hell yeah, I want to see it. And a wave of lava washes over you. <laughs> Why me? Burnin' is completely gone. Well, I'm still going. Hey everyone, Curtis here. Really quick before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that we are currently hosting our Magic Folk 1K Play giveaway in order to show our appreciation and in order to celebrate us reaching 1,000 plays. We're giving away some really cool art by Victoria Watkins, and that's Tori on the podcast if you didn't know, as well as some other goodies from the team. We have some clay charms in there and some stuff that I'm really excited for you to get. Uh, Again, thank you so much for your support. You can find the giveaway at bit.ly slash magicfolk1k. That's bit.ly slash magicfolk1k with the number one. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You head down towards the remaining pool of lava that splashed on the incline of the volcano that leads down into the lava. What do you do? Your friend is just gone. Oh man, now he truly is the burn man. (laughs) (laughs) You all notice that the cavern around you and the volcano under you is shaking and quaking. And around the mouth of the volcano, some debris starts to fall from the ceiling of the cavern and smash down around you. And Wendy says, uh, guys... We gotta go now. Come on. And starts to take off running. But what about Burnin? I'm not going without him. It's lava. What do you not understand about lava? You're gonna die if you stay here. We gotta find Burnin. Gets his flying circles around trying to find Burnin. If he was engulfed in lava, that's what we saw, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm diving into the lava. Oh, God. Are you serious? Oh, Olympic geez. swimmer style. Here oh, we go. Sidra. No, 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 no. Someone pulled him back. Someone. Sendra, no, wait, no. Claire's going to run and just grab Sendra and try to pull him away. I shouldn't even be talking because I'm dead, but damn. I think Claire is probably able to do this because diving into lava is not just something that you do. It is absolutely terrifying as you prepare to die diving into this pool of lava Claire, you're able to slide down the incline and run and grab and wrap your hands around Syndra. Syndra pulls away and tries to get away and get into this lava to find his friend. Everybody make a deck save. Say 21. 7. Uh, 17. Claire, just as you grab Syndra and wrap your arms around him and start to struggle, an icicle falls from the ceiling of the cavern and crashes down right where you were standing a moment before as you shove Syndra out of the way, narrowly missing the lava, and you grab Syndra and start to book it back up towards the lip of the volcano. Here we go. And Wendy and Owen are screaming, but you, you can't really hear it. It's, it's all kind of silent because you realize that you can no longer see your friend, and the weight of that starts to sink in. The lava radiates more heat. These transparent fumes billow up out of it as lava starts to sort of overflow and spill out into small rivers and small creeks of lava, making the top of the volcano fairly dangerous. 
The cavern is also shaking, or at least the volcano that you're on is shaking, and icicles and debris are continuing to fall from the ceiling around you, causing quite a hazardous environment. What would you like to do? Kiss looks at Wendy and says, is this normal? Does this happen often? <laughs> uh, no, I've never seen this happen. This is like not normal at all. We have to get out of here. Yeah, I agree. We gotta go. We gotta go. Gosh, shit. I forgot that Owen was here. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm here. <laughs> Brandon. I didn't. Fi- no, that was the other nerd. <laughs> Can Owen just go jump into the lava instead? Brandon's ghostly voice is like, you fucking nerd. All right, so I'm going to trip Owen and we're all going to run. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody roll a deck save to see if you are hit by icicles falling from the ceiling. 15. I haven't looked at my modifiers, but I rolled 19. Yeah, I got a 17. If only Burnin was here, he could write a song about all this fire and ice. (laughs) So Owen takes some damage. Doofus. As an icicle crashes down next to him and just sort of knocks him away. It doesn't quite stab through him, but it's pretty bad. It's a pretty bad wound. Kiss says to Owen, um, Burnin would have missed that. Come on, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And kind of, I guess, starts pushing him from behind. Becca, are are you able to move at this point or are you too distraught? Do I need to pull you? Actually, that might be nice. Cinder might need a, a tug along. Claire is going to grab <laughs> Tori. Cinder <laughs> by the dick. Stop. Oh I'm glad I wasn't the only one. <laughs> Do not. Let me let me rephrase. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that again. No, it's 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 okay. Claire's gonna grab Cinder by the by the uh, wrist and come on, Cinder. We have to go. Yeah, he he's pulled. He doesn't say anything, though. He's He looks very distraught. Sort of in shock. Yeah, uh, we can deal with that later. Uh, been there, done that. Come on, let's go. I think that's a good idea. Uh, let's get out of here. We'll head down the mountain quick. Oh, shit, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. I'm out of here. Bye. And Kiss uh, starts taking flight and is kind of, he's not leaving you guys, but he's circling around like, let's go. As you leave the area with the lava, it gets dramatically darker. And it's, it is brighter because the lava is rising and starting to get hotter and glow hotter. But it very quickly tapers off into complete darkness. And so Wendy yells, Gail, uh, can you light the way for us? As you all run down the mountain and out flies Wendy's pseudo dragon, Gale, who starts to breathe fire, lighting the way. Whoosh. Wild. You all continue to run down the mountain. As you get to the snowy area, Wendy sort of halts a little bit and says, Owen, uh, hold on really quick. Reaches her arm out and stops Owen from running any further down the hill and throws her metal board down and starts to step her boots into the metal clasps. Okay. And she's getting her snowboard ready. What do all of you do? As the volcano continues to rumble and some snow sort of starts to loosen up, it's not looking great being here on the mountain is wait how long is the snowboard can we all get on and like (laughs) scooby-doo our way out of here (laughs) no 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 no. so it can barely fit owen and wendy on there and i mean wendy's kind of stout and full-bodied and owen's tall and skinny so it kind of works well for them to both be on this board but you all definitely cannot fit does she make square square patties too what square patties wendy oh wendy got some fries can we not? We already had a Wendy joke <laughs> in our podcast. Are we trying to get? That's that sponsorship money, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah! Come on, Wendy's, come at us. Wendy Bergs, give us <laughs> Wendy Bergs. Give me free baconators. Um, when Cinder was going to jump in the lava, he tossed his bag to Owen because um, Freya's in there and he wanted to protect her. 
So before they slide off, he wants to kind of signal to him, hey, hey, my bag. Yeah, uh, hey, here you go. He sort of struggles as he's kind of positioning his feet onto Wendy's board and tosses it to you. I'd say you're probably about 20 or 30 feet away. So let's make an athletics check to see if that throw is successful. He throws your bag and it lands down in the snow about 10 feet from him. With a thud. Uh, sorry, sorry, I'm kind of busy. I rolled a 19, so... Nice throw, Owen. Maybe I dive and catch it? I, I think you're able to successfully get there in time and just pick up your bag. It certainly hits the ground, though, and it just, just lands in the snow, and, and Freya just kind of moves around like, ah. I was going to say, inside, she's like... <laughs> <laughs> so one of, my, one of my items that I have on my person, I have a wooden shield, and I want to use it as a sled. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, so Sindra plops his wooden shield down on the ground, and I don't know, I, I kind of imagine it, it's not a round shield, I don't think. I think it's like shield-shaped, if that makes sense. Like a kite shield? Yeah, kind of. He's going to sit back towards like the, the long, flat part, so that the, uh, the part that kind of looks like a bicycle seat is open for Claire to hop on. Claire's going to hop on. I guess I'm sitting in Sindra's lap. Yeah. Okay, so you sit down on this sled and you quickly start to take off. It takes you a minute to gain momentum, but the, your shield is pretty slippery in the snow. And because the snow is loose with the volcano shaking, it makes it a little bit easier to start sliding down the mountain. And Wendy successfully clamps her feet into the metal board that she is riding. And, you know, on a snowboard, your feet are like spread a little bit. I think that Owen is standing behind her and has his arms wrapped around her with his feet in the middle, like in between hers. Does that make sense? So together, they're like a pretty massive object, which allows them to gain quite a bit of momentum as they slide down. The four of you take off down the mountain. Kiss, what are you doing? I was really thinking hard about a way I can get, like, two long pieces of wood and use my javelins like skis, but uh, <laughs> I, I can't put it together and find out, like, a reason to make that work, so I think I'm just going to fly down, because <laughs> I can oh. do that, so. <laughs> Wendy can help you if you do some dialogue, <laughs> if you want to ski. Okay, <laughs> yes, I do. Wendy, uh, do you have any long pieces of wood I can use to strap to my feet? Uh, no, I don't have that, but, uh, what... <laughs> I can, do do you have any sort of like base structure or anything like that? What uh, what can you use? My javelins I can use to push me down. Uh, uh, listen, you don't you don't need ski poles. Just throw your javelins down and I'll get it. Okay. The javelins are gonna be the 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 center pole of the skis. I I don't know what you're saying, but okay, I'll do it because it seems cool. <laughs> Try, just trust me, I got this. So you throw your javelins down and they start to slip and roll a little bit down the mountain. And Wendy casts two bolts of fire, one from each hand, as she starts to slide down the mountain. The, the fire hits each javelin and melts the snow around it. And it's so cold in there that the snow quickly solidifies into ice. Oh, hell yeah. So you basically have this long rod of ice with a javelin inside of each. Okay. Guess, okay, hop on, and uh, is it okay if your feet get cold? <laughs> I'm not a weenie. I can do this. <laughs> Kiss jumps on. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you can handle it. You jump on them really quick, and she says, jump! And Kiss, you jump onto the skis and then hop into the air on Wendy's command, and she shoots two more bolts of fire down into the skis, melting the ice a little bit, and just as you land, your feet sink into each ski a little bit. So your feet are now embedded in the ice of the ski and standing on the javelin. 
And you are now trapped with these big old <laughs> icy snowshoes. Wow. This is crazy. This is insane, but I love it. So this is wild. Kid starts flapping his wings to get more wind speed and to push him down. <laughs> and he goes, Wee! <laughs> Kiss does like a triple helix spin front flip. <laughs> Believe it or not, you can snowboard down a mountain on ice. I looked it up. <laughs> Go to YouTube, everyone. <laughs> so you all start to take off down the mountain and you are quickly getting to top speed as the snow around you gets looser and looser. And eventually an avalanche starts behind you. There's a great roar as massive, massive piles of snow. These giant snowballs start to ride down the mountain and roll towards you. Everybody make an athletics check to see how far ahead you can escape the front of this avalanche. No worries. I played 1080 on the GameCube a lot in middle school. (laughs) Kiss got a 21. I rolled a three. (laughs) (laughs) I got a 17. I might be able to help a little bit. Yeah, Claire's with me. For flavor, can Freya's little head be sticking out of the bag while I hold her? Yeah. For flavor, can Guy Fiera come down the mountain too? Oh. Take us to Flavor Town. <laughs> she doesn't know that Bernard's dead. Oh yeah, Frank doesn't know. Bernard is currently undergoing a transformation into Guy Fieri. <laughs> he's getting those flame racing stripes. Well, now he's never gonna get his dick sucked. He's getting the spicy, <laughs> the spicy powers. <laughs> he comes out with a fucking flame shirt and sunglasses on the back of his neck, and he's like, "I feel like I feel like a cool guy now." <laughs> <laughs> With blonde spiked hair. Listen, I read something about that volcano. It's, uh, they call it Flavortown. <laughs> it's exploding. Tonkastad in Elven means Flavortown. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. So all three of these uh, snow vehicles, I guess you would call them, are able to outrun the avalanche ve- fairly well. Syndra and Claire, your sled starts to sink back towards it a little bit. And... I think that you hunker down a little bit and make your center of mass lower, which allows you to sort of gain a little bit of speed as you slide down this mountain. Everybody make a deck save as icicles from the ceiling of the cavern continue to fall around you. See if you can avoid taking any damage from these this rock hard ice plummeting. Five. <laughs> I got a 21 a second time. Wow. Oh, man. Your boy got a four. Uh-oh. This little sled's not working out. Claire and Syndra... Your sled again, once again, starts to fall behind a little bit and an icicle comes crashing down right in front of you, nearly blocking your way. Luckily, you're able to swerve and maneuver out of the way as it hits the snow. But some shards of ice do fly off and you are hit with chunks of ice that sort of scrape up your bodies there a little bit. So take four points of damage each. No worries. Boy, this would be fun (laughs) if I could play. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting there. We're getting there. Getting where? You all are flying down the mountain at top speed, narrowly avoiding death as chunks of rock, icicles come down around you. More snow starts to lift up, forming this massive wave of snow behind you. You all fly past the tower that you came down on with a series of ladders. You're maybe 50 to 100 feet in front of it. Everybody roll a perception check. Crit one. Again, eight. (laughs) Eleven. Wendy is the only one who sees this happen. You're just in front of the tower, and as the avalanche collides with it, the entire tower is taken down. Unfortunately, this mass of snow is far too large for this ancient tower to withstand. Likely an avalanche hasn't happened down here in, who knows, hundreds, thousands of years. So there's quite a lot of snow that's piled up in this sort of mini climate underground. As the tower gets taken out, chunks of metal 
and rock and stone again start to fall from the sky. Luckily, you all are ahead of the game enough, and I think you're moving fast enough. But Gale, Wendy's pseudo-dragon, who is flying through the air up a little bit higher, lighting the way in front of you with her fire breath, is in the way of some of this debris. And Wendy yells, Gale! Gale! Uh, look out! Look out! Above you! And Gale, roll a deck save. Oh boy, the secret come out. Wait, what? Tori gets to play Gale. Tori's playing Gale. Because she doesn't have a character anymore. <laughs> Gale got a 10. As a piece of debris collides with Gale, it knocks you down a little bit and you take two points of damage as you're crushed by this rock. But luckily with your powerful pseudo dragon wings, you're able to muster up enough strength to continue flying and breathing fire ahead of the team in order to light the way. You all continue flying down the mountain at max speed. This is very cool winter sports, winter Olympics type shit. And Kiss, I think because you are a solo rider, you pull out ahead of the pack a little bit. You're not weighed down as much. You can't accelerate and decelerate quite as fast as the others. But again, you don't have like the quite quite the mass being dragged down by gravity. And also you're a bird, so you're used to flying and going quick. Yeah. So I'm imagining Kiss sort of like hunched down like a skier, you know? Yeah. And you don't have ski poles, but you know, center mass low, as small as possible, flying down this mountain as you pull out in front. I just want to say, uh, move over Sean White. There's a new flying tomato in town. <laughs> Kiss the, the original redhead. <laughs> he's all red, baby. And he's, he's also pretty good at prop comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as you ski and sled and snowboard down this mountain, eventually you get to a point, Owen notices this, but I'm not sure that the rest of you do. Wendy is sort of thinking and looking around as though there's something familiar and she's calculating and counting. And eventually she says, everyone, bank, as she starts to create a wide turn in order to go parallel to the front of the avalanche. Everybody roll an athletics check to see how well you do. Kiss, you're exempt from this. Oh, cool. What about me? You're fine, too. Uh, 16. I got a 16. The two of you are able to bank your sled and again move perpendicular to this avalanche as you see it coming towards you now because you're, you're no longer moving away. You're going along the side of the mountain and eventually you come to a ridge with a big old drop off, a trench carved into the mountain and you fall off and land down in this trench that is lightly filled with snow. You know, there's just like a floor of snow down there and you don't take any damage. Owen and Wendy are put off balance by this situation as they fall just gliding off of the edge of this, you know, like, like a knife's edge gliding onto the other side. And they tumble and fall and take four points of damage each. Owen in particular is pretty bad. Let's let him die. He deserves it. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Owen's cool! He's cool burning! He's like the emo Spider-Man burning. Oh, God. Well, it made him a million times worse. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was possible to make Bernard worse. <laughs> Kiss, you are going very fast at this point. So you ramp right over the trench and continue to ski away from the avalanche. You all fall into the ditch and, and Wendy takes damage and Wendy looks around and says, one, two, three, four. Kiss! No! Shit! Uh, 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 Gail, go! Go! Get Kiss! Help him! Light the way! We got this! As she lights a flame in her hand in order to illuminate the area of the trench. What do you do, Gail? Gail flaps on to find Kiss. Okay. Yeah, she listens to her, her boss. 
Not boss, you know, her friend. So, did I go airborne? Can I do a double McTwist 1260? <laughs> yes. Double McTwist. Roll for double McTwist. Go ahead and roll in athletics to see how many spins you do in the air. I definitely Googled uh, silly snowboard trick names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a crit one. <laughs> oh, kiss. You, you do go airborne, and you flap your wings a little bit to get a little bit higher, and you start to twist your body, but unfortunately, these chunks of ice attached to your feet are too heavy. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, and Wait, Becca, you want to go for some crazy mad trick? You fall into the ditch and just hit the ground and continue to move through the ditch because you were going parallel to the length of the ditch. So we didn't stop. You didn't stop, but there's also not you're not in the air. That's for sure. Should I make a ramp? <laughs> nah. I think I should do it. You are a player character and you have your own free will. I don't want to hurt Sendra, though. He's already hurting. Kick Sendra off the sled. Please don't. He's had enough of a bad time. Beat it, sucker. <laughs> I'm in it for the six stuns. Let's crank it up. Say hi to Burnin' for me. <laughs> You're slowing me down. I'll see you in hell. Oh, no. Vikings go to Valhalla. You all are in this ditch and you are sliding to the left. Does that make sense? So an avalanche is coming towards the ditch. It's moving in the direction perpendicular to the length of the ditch. And you're moving left through the ditch is how I imagine it. It's This is a large, large trench in the ground, probably, you know, 40 feet tall. As you travel the length of the ditch, snow starts to pour in onto the far side of the ditch as the avalanche passes over you further encapsulating you in darkness. The only light is from Wendy's fire that she's lit in her hand. The four of you in the ditch roll a, well, I guess it's two player characters, roll a perception check. 18. Uh, 16. Owen and Wendy are stationary, but they quickly see the trench starting to fill up with snow and begin to run. The two of you are moving on a sled, flying through this trench, and you pass by a circular tunnel opening, well lit from the inside. You fly by it, probably by about 15 feet. So you may want to try and find a way to stop because this trench is about to be underground. Because of the geometry of the trench, a lot of the snow moves over top of it, but just enough is cut down into it to fill it a little bit more with each sheet of snow that flies over. How deep is the snow already in the trench? Um, it's basically enclosing the walls on you. So it's not a depth, but it is like piling up on the far wall down the slope of the mountain. The hole in the wall is upslope of the mountain. And the walls are getting closer and closer. And where's Kiss? I don't want to leave him behind. Kiss is flying through the air. There is a massive avalanche between you and Kiss. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. What's in front of us again? You can't see. I mean, you're you're plummeting into darkness. There's an opening back behind you away from where you're sliding that is fairly well lit. And you can see Wendy's light again farther back, not quite to the opening. Cinder puts his feet down to stop us. Okay, Claire puts hers down too. Okay, both of you roll strength contests. 15. Uh, 14. Okay, so both of you dig your heels into the snow. And I think because of your winter wear, you don't take any damage from this. But it, you know, it does hurt a little bit. Does that make sense? So you're experiencing pain, but I don't think you lose Ow. an HP point as you dig your heels into the <laughs> snow and skid to a stop about 30 feet from the entrance into the wall of this trench. And Owen and Wendy are about 30 feet from the other side of the entrance of this trench. So, Sidra, did you, did you see that cave back there? Yeah. So he's going <laughs> to he's gonna pick up his shield so he doesn't forget it. 
So he keeps his armor class point that he desperately needs. Sindra, you pick up your shield, and I'm assuming the two of you start to run towards the entrance as this trench fills with snow that will eventually crush you if you do not get to the cave. Wendy and Owen are hobbling uh you know owen took a good bit of damage from the fall and he's running and he makes it a good 15 feet out in front of wendy and then notices that she still has one foot in her snowboard and so he heads back and runs up and kicks the little release on the foot of her snowboard and picks up her snowboard and the two take off running and you manage to enter this man-made hole in the wall your one source of light in the darkness back to kiss and gail So, Kiss, you're in the air and you don't quite manage to do a spin, Mm -hmm. but you are a good 25, maybe 30 feet up in the air. I don't mean to correct you, but I don't manage to do a double McTwist 1260. Just (laughs) That's what I try to do. (laughs) That's fair. Gail, what do you do? Uh, You you two are basically just flying along right now. Kiss, these skis are going to weigh you down. Mm -hmm. You can try and outrun the avalanche or you can try and do whatever you want. So Gale can speak into Kiss's mind, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Just like all pseudo-dragons, Gale is telepathic. So she's flapping over and looks at Kiss, and she says, Do you want me to melt the skis off your feet with Uh, my flames so uh, you can fly? Who's there? What? (laughs) It's me. It's me. Ah. Oh, God, I forgot you could do that. Ah, Jesus. (laughs) Kiss thinks out loud, Yes, melt them. This are fun, but I kind of hate it now. So Gale will flap down to his little feet and does a little bit of flame breathing onto them to try and, and warm them up so his little feet will pop out when he flaps away. And there's a hairdryer noise when it, as it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say, Gale, roll up and down a d20 to see if you can melt the skis enough because otherwise Kiss is going to lose his javelins. And I coerced... Kyle into doing this, so I really don't want to take his javelins away. <laughs> I rolled a one. No. So you are able to melt the ice blocks just enough that Kiss's feet slide out. And Kiss, you're flapping your wings, trying to stay in the air, but these ice blocks are weighing you down. They're they're very heavy, and you are about at the height of the top of the avalanche as it closes in behind you. Yeah. And your feet pop out. And you manage to fly up as the skis are embedded in the avalanche. Oh, Kiss, I'm sorry. So my javelins fall away? Yep. It's okay, I have four total. It's fine, I have two now. That's true. Uh, as they fall down, Kiss goes, no, Javi, Jovi. Jovi? <laughs> has names for his javelins. <laughs> bon Jovi. We'll mourn them along with Burnin. Kiss yells this out and you're able to fly up above the avalanche as it passes underneath you and the snow eventually settles, but you can see the avalanche roll, continue to roll down the mountain. Behind you, you hear a massive explosion. Oh. Burning gave that volcano indigestion. <laughs> it's like, ew, what is this nerd I hate? <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like nerd. <laughs> ew. <laughs> You turn around and gray globs of lava are flying through the air, emitting the pale gray light. And it's not quite enough to make out detail, but you can kind of see the extent of the cavern and you really get a sense of how big this area is. It wasn't really clear in the darkness, but this is like a whole nother earth inside the earth. I mean, there is a volcano underground, sure. Hollow earth theory. But you can see all the way down 
to the ground and make out the, where the ground underneath the volcano is, you know, at the base, at the, at the far base of the volcano. Mm-hmm. And you can also see several mountain ranges that slope down so that if you had come in on that tower and went in the right direction, you would have fairly quickly found yourself at a mountain range with rectangular shaped structures. Hmm. And again, you can't make out detail, but you do see the old drow city. Hmm. I do want to say that the volcano is not completely erupting. Do we want to go towards the buildings? Are they like close enough to land on them? So no, the buildings are downhill. You are still on the mountain and they are downhill on a lower mountain range. Oh, I think I'll wait and... Kind of just try and find my friends, so. So, I think the two of you land in the snow and look up at this horribly destructive, but amazing sight. I don't know that either of you have ever seen a volcano erupt before. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty hot, really. Oh, Back, what? It's, it's very hot. Oh my god. Vernon <laughs> <Burning> is dead. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you have to keep reminding us. He was my number one shining star golden boy. <laughs> You can get one of those like gold star like you tried awards for being alive in D anD D. Put it on his tombstone. You tried. <laughs> you tried, Vernon. Oh. A-, a tombstone with a hollow grave. Oh fuck! <laughs> I think now we'll cut back to back to you four. You're hauling ass, and you make it into this man-made archway built into what quickly you realize is a man-made trench. And you enter through this circular doorway into the inside of the volcano. As snow pours in behind you, you all just barely make it. And, you know, it fills a good 20 or so feet as it spills in, you know, as though you opened your door to a blizzard and a wall of snow traps you inside. It is light in here, though, so you can see that there are torches on the walls. This is man-made. It is made of carved stone. The entire chamber is, and it's basically a long hallway. And there is a small port down at the end of this hallway in the floor. First things first, I want to heal Owen. What's everybody else's HP looking like? I'm talking, I guess, only to Alex. I guess I'm, I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. I mean, I only I only lost four health. So yeah, I'll heal Owen. Cinder's going to kind of crouch by his side and cast Cure Wounds. Owen is sort of crouched down and he's like, oh, ah, oh, I think I... Sp- Twist, I think I rolled my ankle in that fall. Here. <laughs> oh, sweet. I rolled an eight. It's 1d8 plus three, my spellcasting modifier. So he heals for 11 points. Claire says to Owen, how you feeling, buddy? Uh, better now. I feel a tip-top shape, actually. Better than usual. You asked for me to, to, to have your back, so I'm having your back. Aw. Hey, that means a lot to me. And he gives you a little hug. Syndra might shudder... <laughs> Because he's starting to cry. Oh, oh no. I was just going to say, I think Claire puts her head in her hands and kind of sinks to the ground, too. Oh, oh, guys. Oh, guys. I was laughing because I thought he was shuddering at Owen. But oh, Owen says, listen, man, I forgive you. What are we going to tell his sisters? Claire, Claire's like, shit. Fuck! Y'all are gonna make me freaking get emotional for real. Oh my god. Uh, Holy shit. I like how Owen says I forgive you because he thinks it's about him right now. (laughs) Self-centered Owen. Oh, Owen is very self-centered. Oh, oh, uh, oh. (laughs) Uh, I will go to the ends of the earth to find the necrotic magic that'll bring him back. Syndra is gonna get out his notepad. 
Oh my god. And he's gonna write, Vernon's gone, and just wait for a response. Sindri, you write this, and there is no response at the moment. I, I feel the vibration, and I kind of see what Sindra's doing, and I'm just like, Sindra, and um, just kind of look look at him, you know, trying to share the share the pain. Claire, your notebook vibrates in your bag, but I think that you already know what the message says. Yeah, and I, I just kind of look up at, at Sindra. Sindra? He just wanted friends. He didn't want to go on this adventure in the first place. Why did we tell him he had to go? I mean, sometimes stuff just happens, just like you finding me. It's just dumb luck. Claire's going to wipe a tear from her eye and stand up and be like, Whoa. like, kind of just take a breath. Like, we, we can't think about this right now. <sighs> Claire, you're right, as always. Wendy walks up. (laughs) (laughs) And she wraps her arms around Owen and Syndra hugging and gives a big old hug, too, and lays her head down on them. And but is making eye contact with you, Claire, and says, we have to worry about what's going on right now and nothing else. We have to find we have to find Kiss and and Gail. Unless we want Claire to have to deliver all of our obituaries because she can't die. Right. Yeah, that, that that's right, Wendy. I'm going to pat her on the head. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a little porthole in the bottom. I think that you all gather yourselves a little bit, wipe the tears from your eyes and with a firm command, but also with a with, with tragedy in your step, with mourning in your step, you walk over to the little port in the ground and you all hop in. So you fall into this port. And you land on stone. All of you land on your feet. The ceiling is not that high. And you're basically in a giant cobblestone room. And in front of you is a large triangular hatch hinged on just one side with a big old mechanism on it and a keyhole of sorts. And to your left, right, and back are doorways. There are torches on the wall, so it is well lit in here, I'll say. We are going to cut back to Kiss and Gale. So you land on the snow and... The avalanche has passed you. It is long down the volcano as an eruption happens miles and miles away from you and lava spills around. What do you do? Does Gail know anything about that city? Like, has she and Wendy explored? Yes. Let's hop in private really quick, Tori, because I want you to be able to. Bye. Well, so that is the ancient drow city that you know, of course, that the drow are in. There is a dark evil lurking in there. You don't know exactly where it is because Wendy and you don't really care much about that. You kind of just wanted to get away. But, you know, the the mythic evil that was described is in there. It's very, very ancient, but it's far from ruins. Everything is mostly intact. There is not a single soul in there, as far as you know. You've never heard anything or seen any movement or seen any lights down there. You have explored the trench. That is a man-made trench that the drow made in order to make it easier to get down to the ancient city. Okay. And also that it was a big locked door in there anyway, so it's not going to be easy for them to get through. And that's about it. But this city is like as old as time. Okay, cool. Gail's probably a little bit tired from all the flying she's done, so she's like perched on the ground a little bit. Yeah. Kind of breathing heavy. Sort of like when you look at a cat and they sigh. I imagine it's kind of like that, like a cute little sigh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I want to I just want to give a little image really quick. Gail was flying through the air, flapping her wings and breathing fire with every single flap. So Gail is a powerful little pseudo dragon, exhausted as she may be. Yeah, Tori, give us some more of that hard breathing, exhausted fully. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) So Gail looks at Kiss and says, I think that the trench will be too full for us to dig. So... We need to try to get in on the other side. The only hope of getting to them, and 
I think Wendy knew this, so hopefully she got there, but there's this tunnel that goes into the city. I don't know if you saw it in the light, but we might be able to get in from the other side. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I'm beat for answers, so let's do it. And then we flap away. <laughs> where do I go? So the two of you, do you take off flying down towards where you saw the the stone structures, the geometric structures? Uh, I... I would, but I don't know if maybe we take a moment to take a breather and uh, then we go. Yeah, I'm sure that Gail, I mean, after a little bit of rest, she's probably fine. So yeah, she's probably built to fly. The two of you start walking downhill through utter destruction. There's wrought iron from the ladders, stone from the pillar, even more natural stone from the ceiling and icicles all around you. You're walking through basically a big battlefield as the avalanche paved the way down the mountain. You start walking for a little bit in order to catch your breath, and eventually you decide that this is taking too long, and so you fly up into the air, and Gale continues to light the way for you as you head down the mountain. Eventually, you make your way to one of the lower mountain ranges without much effort. This doesn't take quite as long because both of you can fly, and you don't have to dodge the debris and shrapnel and make your way through snow in order to get down there. And both of you roll perception checks. 16. 17. Okay. Both of you see, in the distance, maybe 200 feet away, a large wolf curled up and sleeping in the snow with what appears to be a large crystal on its back. Kiss's eyes light up. <laughs> I wish I was there. <laughs> Kiss thinks to Gale, have you seen that before? It looks kind of big. I mean, I could take it, probably, but, you know, I gotta find our friends. I'm a little scared of it. I will say this is in between you and the old city. Oh, okay. Gail, do you know anything about this creature? I guess I'll roll an insight check. Five. <laughs> you do not know anything about this creature. You've never seen it before. I, I will say that in your travels with Wendy, you can tell that this is a winter wolf, but they're not usually imbued with a crystal. But you've never seen one down here, and winter wolves obviously cannot climb ladders, so somewhat somewhat mystifying, somewhat intriguing. Hmm. Well, it looks like a mutated winter wolf. I don't understand why it would be down here. I think we need to sneak around it if we can. Uh, my, my main priority right now is to find our people, so let's try and sneak around it. I don't know why I'm whispering, because this is in my brain, but you know, <laughs> you get the idea. <laughs> Yeah, I've got you. Don't worry. <laughs> so we try and sneak, go, like, fly over it? I love how Kiss calls everybody his people. <laughs> yeah. My weenies. <laughs> I gotta find my weenies. They, they can't survive without me. The only weenie that we can't find is in the belly of a volcano. Uh. The two of you, do you want to sneak on land or by air? By air. I think by air, yeah. That's where our survival is better. So I think you take up off into the sky and you're flying pretty well as high as you can without exhausting yourselves. And as you're flapping and flapping along, you look down and you do see the wolf start to startle a little bit as you fly above it and roll stealth checks. Got a three. <laughs> I got a 19. Okay, so Kiss, you are flying as quiet as Freya does. The silent killer. <laughs> Gale, on the other hand, is flying through the air, belching fire and breathing heavily. <laughs> <laughs> and you see the wolf below you start to startle, and eventually it hops up to its feet very quickly and looks up at you, and you hear... Uh-oh. <laughs> 
please stop. I would love to see what Squid and Liz think of that. <laughs> they both got long head. <laughs> Our neighbors must love us. And as this happens, the snow on the mountain above you starts to shake and tremble a little bit. You can almost, you know, it's like the what happens in movies when somebody needs to be quieter or else they'll cause an avalanche. Oh, jeez. Come down here. Oh, no. I I have dark vision. Bird. Excuse me, sir. I... You're kind of freaky. I don't want to talk to you. Come closer. No. <laughs> you can tell me from here. My pretty. <laughs> Little red riding kiss. <laughs> I need your help. With what? Uh, tell me from here at a respectable distance. He's going to eat me. I don't want that. Oh, God. The natural animal enemy of all Aarakocra. Enema? Enema? I don't want that either. <laughs> Any, enemy. Fuck. I can't say it. <laughs> Shit. I need your help. Help finding that which turned the fire black. Well, I need... Okay, Barky, but I need to find my friends. Uh, they've, they're they stuck in a cave somewhere. Ooh, I can sniff out your friends. Kiss kind of thinks towards Gale. I guess is that is that how that works? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kiss thinks, what do you think? Do you, do you think we need his help to do this? Gale thinks at the wolf thingy. Why should we trust you? And in its head, you hear, who else is there to trust down here? Creepy! Whoa. (laughs) Back to the four in the room. You're tearing me apart, Burden. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hi, hi, Owen. So you got a room to your left, room to your right, room behind you. What do you do? I got an 18 because I rolled it last time. 12. Syndra, you sort of mull on over to the room to your right, and it just looks like a plain old room with cobblestone. It's about square in shape, probably 100 feet by 100 feet square. Cool. Claire, you mull on over to the room to your left. You see a room that is smaller than the one Syndra sees, maybe 50 feet by 50 feet, with a large fabric tarp stretched across it. There are springs on the edges of the wall that connect it to the wall um, with sort of these bolts that are slotted with an inlay into the wall. Ooh, trampoline room. <laughs> it has a high a high ceiling and there's a crank on the far end of the room. Wendy walks back to the back and looks in a room and she calls out, It's uh, we got a, we got some platforms back here. Anyone good at jumping? Uh, it could be. <laughs> Kisses. Right. So now you see why I had to separate the people who could fly. (laughs) Owen says, if this isn't clear to you, we need to figure out how to open the hatch and get through. I've heard about this. There's like the drow built some secrets into the mountain. Uh, But we got a big old metal door in our way and we got some rooms. This seems pretty deliberate. You know what I mean? I got a bunch of boom dust. Probably not wise. Uh, The drow are pretty good with magic, but you're welcome to try it, I guess. Yeah, I would, I'd like to avoid fire and explosions for a little while. I wouldn't want anyone else incinerated. 
We're in a cavern too, so I probably don't want to explo- use explosions. Right. We we could also get a big collapse or cause another avalanche out there that could kill Kiss and Gale. Right. That was that was Wendy's idea. Right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Anyone good at puzzles? Wendy says, and she smiles. Well, haven't you been here before? And she lives underground. Yeah, admittedly, I've explored this trench before, and I found a locked door. I was okay where I was. I didn't really leave to explore. I left to go underground and snowboard. Does that make sense? (laughs) Sounds good to me. You followed your dreams. I'm proud of you. (gasps) Wendy's face lights up. Claire! That is so sweet. You have no idea what that means to me. Oh, it's... It's nothing. I thought you'd be disappointed that, you know, I wanted to leave. Don't think about it so much. And I'm going to take out my flask and hand it to her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She takes it and takes a large swig and ha- passes it to Owen. Well, I think she starts to pass it to Owen and then she looks at him and is like, mm? like, is this okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. And Owen takes a big old swig and hands it to Syndra. Wait, get, wait hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop him before he does that. Take another one. Glug, glug, glug. Okay. <laughs> Cartoonish ass motherfucker. Okay, and hands it to Syndra. Syndra's gonna go ahead and just pass it to Claire. He doesn't want any. You sure? It can get kind of cold down here. I'm from here. I'll be fine. Helps you get over the death of your friends. Okay. <laughs> all right, well, I'm gonna take my own little sip and then say, okay, well, I think we should check out all these rooms. Which one, which one should we start with? Mine's got a big old tarp on it. Looks kind of bouncy. Uh, Syndra's looks empty. What do you think? I'm going to cast uh, Produce Flame, my cantrip, and toss it into the empty-looking room to light it up. Okay. Yeah, Becca, I definitely feel like that's a trap. So you toss this Produce Flame. Do you just toss it in and flame hits the ground? Or like, what, what, do you, what exactly do you do? Because it matters. I'm picturing it kind of like the flame ability in Mario, where it kind of bounces. <laughs> yes. Blink. <laughs> I like this. So Syndra lights a flame in his hand and throws it down and it hits the ground and bounces. Doom, doom, doom. And about three steps into the room, the force of the flame ball bouncing off of the stone causes the stone to shift and it tilts backwards and you hear a click. And then you hear a metal sort of me- mechanical sounding mechanism for a couple seconds. And then clubs descend from the ceiling and begin swinging in all directions throughout the room. <laughs> awesome. Called it. She is so smart. I told you, Owen. Roll an insight check, both of you. I'm not just going to have my NPCs figure out these puzzles for you. I'm sorry. Do my dirty work. So much easier that way. It is. You got a 12 on that one. Insight, 18. No, 14. Sorry, Ayla. Syndra, you notice that there are there is a pedestal on the far end. On the left end and the right end. It's something that you can't really make out sitting on each pedestal. And with an 18, you also notice that the clubs are swinging symmetrically in a way. So for each club, there's one that swings in the corresponding direction related to the pedestal in each each direction, left, right, and forward. So that makes sense. There's like, uh, or it's like a mirror in three directions. You have a path of clubs to your left, a path of clubs ahead of you, and a path of clubs to your right. How far off the ground are these bats? They almost swing to hit the ground. You'd be, it would be very difficult to crawl underneath them, but maybe with a good enough check, I'd let you. Maybe a swarm of insects. (laughs) Ooh. Maybe a swarm of ants could crawl on the ground and would be strong enough to carry whatever it is on the pedestal back. That'd be sick. Because they can carry five times their weight. Yes, this is true. <laughs> I have an I have an idea. 
I'm going to use mold earth on the bottom of one of these stone bats and elongate it so it drags on the ground and, and hopefully stops. Huh. So you extend one of the bats and you sort of take some of the mass from the sides of it, making it a little bit more slender and put it down onto the bottom of it. And it scrapes across the ground, but it does not come to a halt. It scrapes a few times before the rock is worn away and it's no longer touching the ground. Okay, well, I'm going to keep keep using that as I'm going through. Wendy says, y'all, there's this is a do you see how there's basically three paths? What if I run up and jump on one and hold it down, Becca, (laughs) and you run past it while I'm holding it? Hear me out. Okay. One of the cantrips I learned from Owen is Booming Blade. I make a melee attack with a weapon. The target suffers normal damage, and then it becomes sheathed in a booming energy. And if it moves, then it immediately takes uh, 1d8 thunder damage. What if we break the bats? Just break them all. Yeah, let's do it. That sounds good. So I'm going to take out my scimitar and walk over and clank it on this, this bat. Okay, so you walk out into the room, past the cobblestone step that tilted uh, and, like, caused this trap to activate, and you clank your scimitar on a bat. And what? how how big is the range of this spell? Uh, five feet. Okay, go ahead and roll damage. Well, that's one, so it does three damage. But if the target willingly moves, it immediately takes 1d8 thunder damage. Okay, so you chop into this bat, and as your scimitar, like you know, hits stone, which is not a very pleasant thing to do. No. Thunder booms from your weapon, and you manage to destroy two of these bats. Cool. Which direction are you going in, left or right? I'm going left. As you take a step forward, another cobblestone under your foot cranks back. Two bats descend directly behind you from the ceiling, filling the ones that you just destroyed. Okay. Ah, shit. Uh, Watch out, Syndra. Syndra behind you. I'm going to do my mold earth again and at least slow the one that, that any one that's like going towards Syndra down. What about this? I think that you cast mold earth on the two bats that are would hit Syndra. I think that you sort of mold the bats up so that they're above Syndra's head and they're these big fat bats swinging from the ceiling, right? So now you're you're past this little situation. Syndra, you're not going to get hit, but you do have bats in front of you and the bats do not seem like it seems like destroying the bats does not work. Do you do you have any other ideas you want to execute or I can intervene with some NPC help? I mean, if this was Breath of the Wild, I'd I'd have already looked it up because I'm bored. (laughs) Okay, that's bad then. Owen comes over and says, hey, instead of brute force, Syndra, why don't we use our brains? I'm going to give him the freaking stink eye. (laughs) Flip him off. And he's going to he's going to get whacked by one of the stones and die. Yeah, please. I'll show you my brain, Owen. (laughs) (laughs) Nasty! Ah, what the hell? (laughs) Owen walks into the room and says, listen, we got three of us. There's three pedestals. Everything is swing. There are three. There's three. I mean, there's one. uh, There's three of each bat. You know what I'm trying to say? It's not not so simple, is it? (laughs) We need three people. Pretty basic. And there's two of us. There's, There's me and Claire in here. And what are you doing? You're not doing anything. Listen, I succeed. I did really well in geometry. I bet. <laughs> Nerd. Syndra, <laughs> stand still. Wait till Claire and I get to your position in corresponding to our bats, okay? Claire, on three, when the bat swings to the right, step forward so that you're where Syndra is, but, you know, straight ahead. Make sense? Sure thing, nerd. 
Okay, one, two, three! And you both step forward. Claire steps back and, and pushes him into... <laughs> <laughs> Cobblestones under each of your feet tilt backwards, and the bats behind you fall from the ceiling and clatter to the floor. See? Just takes teamwork. Ah. Yeah, and there were two of us working on this before. <laughs> I think that in order to rush this puzzle along a little bit, even though I got my NPC to solve it, you all... We do the thing! In sync, step to the left and right and forward, dodging each back as these stones under your feet activate switches, dropping the bats from the ceiling, and more of the room is carved out for you to walk in, and everything is safer. I would say everybody roll a performance check. Ten. That means it's good because that's the highest you can get in figure skating or whatever. I got a 10. <laughs> I got a 14. So Claire, you are just dexterous enough to dodge all of the bats and not get hit by any. Can I just be like kind of dancing just like out of the way, like really light? Yeah. This is like ballet, like synchronized swimming or ballet or something. Big grin on my face. As you deftly weave through bats that swing around you. Wendy's cheering her on. Wendy's like... <laughs> Owen and Syndra, in navigating this puzzle, you each take two points of damage as you're hit by bats sort of in different times just due to clumsiness and being out of sync and by there being dozens of bats swinging around you. I just want to point out how ironic it is that there are large stone bats in a cave where there would usually be bats. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And eventually all three of you get to the pedestals and you get close enough and you can lose focus now that you're out of the way of the bats. There are none remaining swinging from the ceiling and you hear the mechanism shut off and all of the stones sort of tilt back into place on the floor. And each of you sees a small piece of dried meat sitting on the pedestal. I'm going to do an investigation on that before I touch it. Claire's going to go, what a fucking ripoff. <laughs> huh? uh, 20 with modifiers. Claire loves dried meat. I, I have my own. Syndra, you do not. There's nothing suspicious about this dried meat. It is just dried meat. Um, you do notice that it's kind of in an odd cut shape. And you look around and see Owen and Claire's dried meat on the other sides of the room. And you can see also that they have similar pieces in different shapes. Don't don't eat them. Yeah, uh, not gonna. As Owen picks his up and puts it in his bag. Claire's like about to eat it. And then she's like, don't. Why don't. not? Why? I want to try something. And so I guess we reconvene? Yep, I think that you were able to exit the room and meet back in the lobby. I want to see if our pieces of meat interlock somehow to create a super meat. Interlocking meat. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yum. My favorite type of meat. Oh, man. Syndra, you collect the meat from each person <laughs> and you fit them together in a small little mound, like three pieces cut from the same hunk. Oh, okay. I didn't know if they were going to like Tetris together into a shape. No, it's it's just a mound of meat, mm -hmm. but they do Tetris together. Well, I'll hand them back. And Owen and Wendy in sync, and I'll have to edit this. They go, gross. gross. And we cut back to Kiss and Gail. So you got a name, big guy? <laughs> do you have a name, bird? <laughs> Calm down. I'm Kiss, the barbarian. <laughs> I am a simple winter wolf. Do the winter wolves normally talk? Mm, yes yes mm, not in my experience uh yeah they 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 uh, speak in broken common oh oh just kidding <laughs> i'm stupid forgive me <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, don't beat yourself up, Gale. It's, we all make mistakes. It's fine. We, we can speak, though it is not easy. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> if you find the scent of uh, a lot of dead hands, then you probably are on the way to our friend. Mm, yes, I smelled that when it entered the cavern. Mm, yeah, that's clear, all right. <laughs> hey, watch it. Are you two still floating? Uh, no, I think we've gone down to the to his level at this point. I'm not, I have, at least. I don't know about Gale. Uh, yeah, I guess so. So, Kiss, you descend confident that you could take on this wolf if you needed to. And, Gale, you fly down hesitantly behind Kiss and sort of stay on his shoulder and behind him in order to not get snatched up by a wolf if it makes any sudden moves. And both of you notice that the gem on its back sits upright and two skinny arms and two skinny legs creep off of this strange ice gem body. Oh no. Oh. And there's a small face. <sighs> and it pats the wolf on its neck and says, There, there. I've got it from here. I'll deal with the talking now. Oh, I didn't see you there. Uh. I didn't see you here. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> well, what is it that we can help you with? We're trying to find our friends. They're in a cave. And who are you? My name is Stoffelis. I am a Mephit, and this is my friend, a wolf. Hmm, great. Didn't know you were here again. Kind of kind of freaked out by that, but cool. We were sleeping. Oh. The avalanche didn't wake you up. <laughs> we sleep tight. Nice and tight. That's a normal thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty uh, normal, you could say. Ha ha! Kiss uh, tries to think to Gale. I don't like this guy at all. Should we book it? <laughs> I hear that. Ah, you could read brains? I can speak telepathically as well. Well, that was rude of you to eavesdrop. You two look strong. Yes, they are a strong bunch. There's more of them we can find. So how's about a bargain? Okay, I'm listening. Uh, I will help you. I apologize. We will help you find your friends. And in exchange, you will help us kill it. But need more details than that. I mean, I'm good at killing, but... The creature from which all of the evil in under this mountain stems. The old one. Sounds like a tall order. It's pretty tall. <laughs> we here like to call it the animator, us northern, uh, well, people? Well, if you define that term loosely, then yes, people. You are a people. We are people. And the wolf says, Ooh, He has displaced us. It has displaced the wolf community. It gives the blights on the surface power. Well. And it caused the drow to flee from here. And so now we live in exile. So I must kill it. The, this, it, it is the reason this volcano is the way it is? Mm, you could say that. You've heard the lore, have you not? Yes. 
Does he? Does it cause the volcano to explode? Not that we have seen, but it causes the black flame, the black lava, the dark light, necrotic magic. <laughs> well, if we try to fly away now, you'll eat us, right? Huh, don't, don't look down on me. I think I could stop him. We are not simply bloodthirsty. I might be. But I have a mission, and I must maintain focus, bird. Bird. <laughs> Told you my name. It was Kiss, the barbarian. No, Kiss. Ah, do not mind him, Kiss. He is fairly uncharismatic. Mm, that's a big word. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I need to discuss it with my friends. Can we... Talk about it? I'm worried about their safety right now. What if your friends don't want to accept our deal and we're stuck here with the animator? Then you did a good deed and you can feel good about it. <laughs> we are not in this for good deeds. I'm gonna do a, um, I guess an insight check to see if they are evil. <laughs> uh, 19. Um, hmm. Yeah, think about their alignment. Yeah, basically, the Winter Wolf is chaotic neutral, and the Mephit is probably lawful evil, but you don't get the sense that they're trying, they're on a mission. They are down here, despite not being able to climb ladders. They made their way down here, and they're headed towards the ancient city. They have likely already been in the ancient city, from what you can tell, and they want to kill it. Oh, you know what? Okay, kiss... Says, why did I think of this earlier? Kiss opens his notebook and writes, Found weird dudes <laughs> can help us find you, but want us to kill the ancient one? Uh, or animator or something? The animator. <laughs> okay, yeah, Kiss was definitely saying that out loud as he was writing it. <laughs> I was going to say he wasn't, but I changed my mind. He definitely said it all out loud. He's like writing a ticket. <laughs> Reading off what he says. Yes, yes. The animator. I totally forgot we could actually communicate with those things with each other. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, so Kiss, I will say that you open your notebook and you see the message. Burnin is gone. Written in Sindra's handwriting. Kiss just looks away <laughs> and then keeps writing. You receive the message just fine. Guys, Sindra, did you see this? Yeah. What do you think the animator is? It doesn't sound good. Ah, uh, the animator. What? Let me see that. And Burnin's Burnin. uh, no. Oh. And Owen. Oh. <laughs> Owen snatches the notebook from you and reads the message and says, "Oh, that's not good. That's lore right there. That's that's ancient stuff." He hands it back to you, Syndra. That 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 that's ancient stuff. I mean, that's the you, you've heard the lore of Engelstad, Syndra. This imagine Engelstad level ancient. I mean, this is rumored. It's lore. It likely doesn't even exist. I mean, there's probably magical arcane explanations for everything, for all of the fire magic and the drought deciding to go to the surface. It was the perfect geography for it. I mean, you saw how dark the forest was. Okay, so Syndra's gonna write back. Probably fake. Tell them yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fake, but okay. <laughs> fake news. Well, Kiss just closes the book and says, sure, we'll kill the thing or try to. I mean, we can't be, can't tell the future if it'll work or not, but you know. <laughs> Why do you need us to help you kill it? 
I am merely an elemental of sorts, and my friend here is merely a wolf. And it is a powerful evil. I assume you came here through the forest above. Yes, down some ladders. And did you happen to get attacked by trees? Oh, yes. Good times. I lit myself on fire. It was good. <laughs> Twig blights do not simply exist for nothing, bird. What was your name again? Kiss, the barbarian. <laughs> I, you call me wolf, and I will try and call you kiss. Okay, wolf. Yes. Twig blights are animated by something. And they've encroached on our space in the icy elven forest. And we wish to destroy it. And we theorize. No, we know that the two of us cannot do it alone. But we are the only help we can enlist. The drow were useless. Well, well, I... There's not much I can do, but if everybody else agrees, I'll watch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I... Feeling kind of upset right now, and I want to take it out on something, so I, uh, I'll go for it. Yes, we will kill the animator together. And, uh, it cackles. <laughs> it sounds like we have a deal, my favorite. The wolf looks up the volcano and goes, Oh! As the cavern around you continues to rumble. Cinder sends a quick message to Kiss saying, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, anticlimactically. <laughs> Diffuse all the tension. Where, where are you? <laughs> where are you? Kiss writes back, at bottom of mountain with shiny guy and wolf. <laughs> and and uh, Gail is watching him, right? And she's like, and Gail. And Gail. <laughs> and Gail. Sorry, Gail. <laughs> Wendy says, uh, Kit, Cindra, can you ask how Gail is? Is she doing okay? Uh, Cindra just writes back, Wendy says hello. <laughs> Kit says, hello, Wendy. Right back with a smiley face. A crudely drawn one. Wendy says, tell him, uh, can you tell them I said, kick-ass sister and brother. Uh. Kit, say, no, 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 no. Say, say kick-ass my flying kick ass my winged siblings cinder hands her the notepad to write all this oh okay thanks and she takes the notepad from you and writes kick ass my winged siblings somewhere seth is putting his notebook on mute yes yeah, seth reaches over <laughs> kiss writes i am not your brother <laughs> wendy draws a little frowny face i'm just stating facts just write that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Group chat blowing up. Wendy says, uh, oh, not literally, but we could, you know. Kiss, can you tell her to? <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry, uh, not literally. Any never mind, never mind. She writes all that. <laughs> Kiss writes, okay, weirdo. She'll keep talking if you if you keep writing, so you you should probably put that away for now. Okay. Kiss writes, Gail says to make you shut up, I need to stop writing, no. so bye. Kiss, no! And uh, Wendy writes, like, a bunch of exclamation points and a bunch of angry faces, like the little Facebook angry react. Gail tries to grab the little pen with her little snout. Kiss.
just right. shuts the book and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> Can I have this back? Here you go. Ugh, Gail's being annoying. Gosh. <laughs> I love her, though. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of Magic Folk. We hope you enjoyed, and if you did, be sure to subscribe wherever podcasts live, rate and review us on iTunes, and follow us on Twitter at Magic Folk Pod. Magic Folk is created by Curtis Beck, Becca Bowen, Kyle Bruning, Alex Couch, and Victoria Watkins, and is based on characters and world, also by Victoria Watkins. See you next time.